Let me just review that. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Uh, oh, yeah. Brother, not another podcast produced by the great Vero Studios at the West new renovated Westport Library, and I'm Trace Burroughs. And I'm Migs Burroughs. And our guest today is David Green, who's the uh, director, is that the proper uh, title? Director? Executive director? Yeah. Supreme uh, leader? (laughs) Executive director of the uh, Cultural Alliance of Fairfield County. Right. So welcome, David. So what, I guess we just- Thanks for having me. It's great. Yeah, and while this is a perfect time, I mean, the arts, uh, everybody's under a lot of stress and a lot of um, challenges, and uh, the arts, especially in artists. Um, but briefly, just to set up, you know, where, how did you get to where you are? How did you come to the, to the Cultural Alliance? What, what did you used to do? And <laughs> briefly, you know, how did you get here? Um, so, uh, I don't know quite where to start, um, like, we could start in the middle. I was at, um, Cultural Alliance of, uh, I was at the New York Foundation for the Arts, um, for 10 years. Um, really, uh, fascinated, but I was running the, helping to run the Artist Fellowship Program, and then started a communications program there, so I was at NIFA for 10 years. But we were just starting a lot of work online and there was an organization being created at the time of the National Information Infrastructure um, product, you know, Clinton and um, Al Gore. And uh, this big white paper said nothing about the arts and culture and what the internet could do for the arts and culture and what arts and culture could do for the internet. Um, So I went down to a meeting from NIFA, and the next thing I knew, I was appointed executive director of this (laughs) new national, totally underfunded um, coalition that was an advocacy organization talking about the importance. This is 1996, the year of Netscape. I I guess Netscape was 94 or 95, but the web was barely, uh, had barely started. So this was um, a really very exciting job. It was a coalition of all the arts and culture and humanities organizations in the country trying to figure out how to work with the internet, what the copyright issues were, and so on. But that lasted about um, eight, eight and a half years um, because it was a membership organization. It was very fragile, um, and we survived one recession, but in 2002, it was too much for us to recover from. So my wife, who was in publishing, found a job um, actually in Newtown. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the publishing company in Newtown right now. Um, Taunton. Sorry? I just threw out Taunton Presses. Yes, the Taunton Taunton Press. She was helping to run a book program that they were doing because they're mostly known for that. Magazine, so that's what brought us from DC to Connecticut, and I was consulting for a while, and um, before long, heard about the Cultural Alliance and thought this was a fa- fantastic organization. Um, so introduced myself to Ryan Odenak, who was the um, founding executive director, and we had a few meetings and. 
I don't know how long it took, six months, eight months, I then uh, was signed up as a new program director to help direct uh, a new program for the um, for Cultural Alliance. So, yeah, so that's how, that's how I found it, or how they found me. All right, well, so, I mean, we should probably just, there's a lot to talk about, um, but what is the... Uh, what is the Cultural Alliance, how, what's your current uh, so, challenges? What, what, how are you dealing with all this? As, oh, well, first okay. of all, what is, actually we should go back yeah. a little bit. What is the Cultural Alliance for those who don't know? What, cultural Alliance is uh, an agent of the Connecticut Office of the Arts. There are eight of us um, across the state. Uh, next door neighbor, we're between the Arts Council of New Haven and Cultural Alliance of Western Connecticut that just starts just north of uh, Ridgefield. And uh, we were founded in 2008 um, as a result of the One Coast, One Future um, economic development plan. So our roots really are in economic development. Um, although we work with Connecticut, with the um, Connecticut Office of the Arts, we're also, we also work a lot with Connecticut Humanities. We're a membership organization. We have around 550 members. Almost half of them are artists and half of them are organizations. And um, yeah, so I talk about what we do kind of in three circles, right at the middle. The core of what we were set up to do is to market the amazingly rich cultural activities in the county. So we do that with our website. All of our members can post their events on our website. So that part of our website, FC for Fairfield County, FC Buzz Events, is really the best single guide to what's going on in coastal Fairfield County. So that's the core of connecting arts activities, artists, arts venues to their audiences or to an audience. And then beyond that, uh, the next circle is uh, what we call professional development, working with our, all the executive directors of the organizations, the marketing officers, the individual artists, to help them do what they do better. A lot of what we do is pulling in the wisdom that's out there already in the, in the crowd amongst the organizations and amongst the artists so people can learn from what, from one another, but we also bring in, you know, experts in the field um, for for our various meetings, and then the third ring, I guess, is what I'd call the advocacy ring, which is where we connect to uh, non-arts groups like businesses, municipalities, uh, just showing that the arts and culture are economic and community development. So increasingly, we're trying to build bridges to chambers of commerce, rotary clubs, um, the town economic development directors, and so on. So that, those are, if you like, our three rings. So uh, with the virus, what are, do you have some like, new initiatives that you're trying to put together? It must be you know, challenging. Well, um, the first thing is that we have a terrific line to Liz Shapiro, who is the director of the arts um, preservation and museums 
for the state of Connecticut, who herself is in touch with the state arts, other state arts agencies and with the government. So we have a good line in terms of what's going on in terms of business funding, um, unemployment issues. So we are going over time and getting information out to people about the different funds that they can apply for. Uh, so there's a lot of, <laughs> even more than usual, um, there are emails from Cultural Alliance going out. Um, and then we've been holding, for the last five weeks, we've been holding weekly what we call community calls in terms of their Zoom conference calls on Wednesdays, it's for organizations, and on Fridays at four, it's for artists, basically for people to call in and report on what's going on, how they're surviving, what their experience has been, applying for small business uh, um, administration loans, you know, just what's going on. Again, um, we get some external information, like from Liz and, and, and occasionally from me, but a lot, of, a lot of it is learning from one another how people are, are people putting off fundraising? Are people um, thinking about doing digital fundraising? How is it going digital? How many people are successfully uh, transferring what they do uh, to uh, uh, virtual platforms? Um, what's, what's the recovery looking like? Um, how long will it take people to recover? So there's just a lot of exchange of information. So I would say that's, that's the core of what we're doing. I just should mention that this is being recorded uh, Sunday, April 19th, and it'll actually be distributed tomorrow. Um, we're an official uh, iTunes, uh, Apple podcast. So by tomorrow, Monday, the April 20th, uh, people can hear this through iTunes if you just search for Oh Brother, Not Another Podcast, uh, <laughs> or the library website, or uh, if you have a, the uh, Apple podcast app on your phone, so it'll be out, out there pretty quickly. So this is pretty current, which is good. Um, so actually coming up, I'd have to say we've got two or three little things in the works. Mm -hmm. um, for artists, um, we figured that there's a lot more, or there should be, or there could be much more digital activity. Uh, we don't know quite yet whether people are still buying. I think uh, some people are still buying, buying art. Um, but we're going to put up a new um, buy my art button on our artist profiles. Each artist member has their own page on our website and they have a, a button so you can go off to their own website, but we're now going to put a buy my art button for those that have accounts with organizations like Saatchi or Etsy or Artsy or uh, Singulart or other sales sites. Um, we're also starting a, a daily Facebook um, event called we're calling uh, Cultural Alliance Artist of the Day in which we're asking artists to send me any work that they have created in the last you know a couple of months six weeks to four weeks in response to what's going on um, together with a statement on you know feelings or thoughts that have triggered that art so we'll be seeing that every day on Facebook. We're also about to announce, I, this will either, either be Monday or Tuesday, we'll be announcing a, a virtual 
innovation challenge in which we have some prize money for the most innovative uh, digital programming that's going, going on that also demonstrates a way of um, monetizing um, the, the digital event. So we have some funding from the B Foundation and we will be giving three prizes. I think it's something like $2,000, $1,500 and $1,000, something like that for the um, most innovative digital. So should we be charging? Should we, so we should be charging for this podcast then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you can have a you can have a donate button somewhere. Uh, yeah, I think. But um, and then um, uh, the, the the state. I can't give any details, but the state is about to announce two small grant projects. Um, actually, this week we've heard that the governor himself is interested. Um, in this grant program and in this plight of artists. So he has asked to announce it himself. So that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good sign. So I guess um, we've been dealing in information. We've also just been um, annoyingly encouraging everybody to think about ways in which they can have an engaging presence online. Um, now that you can't, uh, do your thing <laughs> in front of large live a group of warm bodies. Um, how can you use this new technology to engage people in an interesting new way? So I'm very pleased uh, to see some of the results. As you, if you read our eBuzz, which is every Tuesday, our selection of the 10, 15 or more events uh, going on in Fairfield County. Uh, we've had two, I think three weeks now, full of digital events, digital programming. Some of them uh, really amazingly innovative and engaging. Thanks for me. You mentioned our, our podcast was listed. So thanks for that. <laughs> and um, So what, what are the, you know, you should give out the website or any other email or anything that... Uh, oh, well, the general website is Cultural Alliance FC. That's... FC for Fairfield County, culturalalliancefc.org. And when you're on the site, then you just look for FC Buzz events, and there you can find all the events happening or just the events during a certain time period or just the events in New Canaan or Bridgeport. Um, so that's the hub. And of course, we have our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for people to uh, visit. So, so in the future, um I guess when this is all over or, you know, it will be eventually, uh, what do you see? What would you like to see more out of that? That's not happening in regards to, to the arts in Fairfield County. Well, I think one thing, one of the interesting things about the small business administration loans was that there was no question that arts organizations were small businesses. And I don't know whether that might lead to anything. I mean, the other development is that, you know, gig artists and others uh, who couldn't normally apply for unemployment are now during this, for this special uh, pandemic unemployment assistance program will be able to apply. They won't be able to apply until April 30th, but they're included in this, in, in all of this. So I think it's uh, interesting and it'll be interesting to see how in the future 
whether this wider embrace, understanding that the arts are, are businesses and understanding that artists are business people uh, lasts. I hope, it, I hope it does. I think there's just an awareness um, that the arts really are integral to society as a whole. I mean, in this period, it's amazing how much the arts are giving comfort to people. I mean, so much music, music programs, a whole bunch of new programs designed to reassure people, bring people together. And at the same time, you know, imagining the future. And I'm hoping, it, hoping some really interesting um, programs come out of our contest in which people really are thinking about how Tech, the technology we have now can be used to produce new kinds of programs. I'm, I also think it's terrific how, you know, people are realizing <laughs> that they could have been doing a lot of this mm -hmm. all along. Um, but now that it's really hard and there's no, no alternative to go online, so many more museums are now showing their exhibits uh, online and producing interesting tours um, you know, curated tours online on Facebook or on Zoom. I, and I think that just adds so much to the experience of a, a performance or, or, or of a museum. So I'm very, in, um, I'm thinking that uh, this will open the doors for a lot more um, use of digital technology. I wonder, do you think people will go back? I know obviously they will, to some extent, but will the museums and galleries, do you think, lose, lose some warm bodies in their doors because people can just sit home and take these virtual tours? And uh... I think not. I think, um, you know, the, um, I'm insisting on not talking about going back to normal or going back mm. <laughs> or returning. Right. I think it's a moving beyond. We're going forward into a new space. And I think we'll discover what that is as we venture forth into it. And I think, you know, um, audiences, both audiences, I think audiences will both be very eager to uh, take part in, uh, be part of audiences, be part of group events. And there's certainly always um, a magic about being at an opening with a hundred other people or in a performance with, 200 other people, but there's also going to be a lot of reluctance. And I don't know how people will do it. Some people have talked about selling, you know, one seat in three to start with, just to <laughs> minimize the number of people in a, in a theater uh, or to, you know, minimize people c coming into galleries the way that going into Trader Joe's now is, is limited. So I think it's going to be a gradual recovery, but in terms of the timing, um, there's no way of telling. And, and hearing from different organizations, some of them are still planning to do things in you know, July and August, and others, I mean, the Westport Country Playhouse uh, this week announced that it was canceling its entire 2020 season and that we wouldn't mm -hmm. see them in the theater until I think it was April. 2021. On the other hand, I think they are experimenting with doing various digital performances. But yeah, I think so. The answer to your question is that it's going to be a new, a new frontier, a new, um, a new thing.
but that people will be coming back. I think, um, you know, part of my job at NINCH, well, the National Initiative for Network Cultural Heritage in Washington, D.C., in the mid-90s, was to encourage museums to go online. And there was a huge amount of fear and trembling that this would, um, you know, that people would rip off their work, that there would not be copyright protection, that people wouldn't come in. But look at the Metropolitan Museum today, uh, or not today, but <laughs> um, I mean, it's online uh, galleries are amazing. And also it's never had so much of a physical um, attendance. So I think the two feed each other. People learn a lot um, from the comfort of their homes, but there's something about, you know, just being in the place with other people, uh, discovering yeah. what the place has. Now, one of your signature events has been the ACE Awards, um, which I guess would have been in would have been in April. Had it? No, they're in, they're always in June. June. Uh, I'm sorry. It's going to be June the ninth. We have another date. We're about. I think this week we'll be announcing that we've got another date in September. Uh, it's not only just being ready for people, but just all of our planning um, has gone on gone on hold as well. We've got a lot of money <laughs> to raise for that event and to get to get the word out. But but um, we do have a date in September. And briefly, what is, why don't you explain what the ACE Awards are? Well, yes, each, uh, this will be the fifth time in which we ask the public and our members to nominate um, those people in five categories, uh, like the artist of the year, the company, the, the business that has um, most significantly contributed to the arts and shown support for the arts. We have five categories of awards um and um we it's a breakfast it's very short it's uh, 7 30 to 9 um in at the norwalk shore and country club uh this we always have um a keynote speaker we have joanna gleason a wonderful broadway um actress who won tony awards for her performance of into the woods <laughs> yes, that too. Uh, and who lives in Fairfield um, and is very, very active in the school. She's a very avid arts educator as well as Broadway star. So we're delighted to have her. But that will be that will be taking place in September. Um, and we have, yes, two um, big new, new um, activities that we were planning, both of them involving bringing people together. <laughs> so they'll be... Put, put off. We've got a series of learning tours around the around our region, trying to deepen our connection and sort of we figure out that we've we're only getting down to a certain layer of what's going on in terms of cu cultural activity in the county, and we really feel we need to dig deeper and make more connections. So we're planning this series of. Um, two-hour sessions in probably five places around the, around the county. Um, but that won't obviously be happening now until who knows when. And then we have plans for a, a really big program that, built, that builds on our creative placemaking um, program, Shaping Community, that we did a couple of years ago. 
um, focused on encouraging groups in eight of our 15 towns to think about projects in which the arts could help um, solve a problem, bring people together, uh, really make a place more of a, a lively uh, communal place. It was very town-based and we had some very interesting projects that came out of that. But we're now taking a larger, more regional approach. Uh, this next initiative we will be working with the Cultural Alliance of Western Connecticut. So we cover all of Fairfield County. And it's really going to respond to an awareness of the siloism that, that we find in our counties. Many of our towns, in our county, many of our towns very much only seem concerned with what's going on in their little bailiwick. <laughs> um, and also to try to do something uh, to recognize the amazing inequity in, in our region. I mean, Fairfield County has in many counts nationally the highest disparity of income and opportunity in the, in the nation. Um, so, so on this new project we're calling Sowing Equity and Engagement by Design or SEED. And uh, we're planning to engage a number of national foundations to um, help us as we uh, open this out, but um, this hasn't been announced yet and there's still a lot of work to do. But there are these two big um, activities on the horizon. But as I said, both of them really do depend on actively engaging with large numbers of people in public spaces. So we'll have to wait on, the, wait on them. There's, there's, there's enough to do otherwise, certainly. Do you have time for, what is, what do you, uh, you'd mentioned in our conversation that, you, you know, you're a gardener, you're a gardener, but uh, do you, <laughs> you get time to do anything for yourself or? Um, yeah, I just came in from the garden right now, yeah. uh, doing some weeding. Um, I think I've got more time now because, you know, often Sundays I'd be going off to the Ridgefield Guild of Artists for an opening or the Rowayton Art Center for an opening. Uh, now there are no openings. Mm. <laughs> My garden is benefiting. This is the time of year. <laughs> you know, you, you miss a couple of weeks and the, the weeds have taken over completely. So, um, and I've got uh, two boys, uh, well, three boys, but uh, one of them is a musician. So he's often giving performances. Um, so yeah, I guess music and gardening are the, what I like to do in the little spare time that I hmm. <laughs> I was just wondering, I mean, we've got about... One thing I'd say is that for artists out there who aren't members already of the Alliance, how, how can they become a member? Uh, generally, just go to that website, culturalalliancefc.org, and um, there's, right at the top, it's become a member, and you just click on that and fill out the form. Um, it's pretty easy. You can upload some images. You get your own page. It's $50 for the year, and for that, you get your own page. You get... Um, your news um, in our newsletters and a lot of special attention from me. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. And we're increasingly, you know, working on different programs to help artists sell their work, um, develop their expertise in various various areas. And so, it's open to musicians, all arts, like oh, yeah. musicians. We mostly have uh, visual artists. We've got a number of writers and musicians. Uh, I wish we had more. I wish we had more filmmakers. Uh, playwrights, um, 
but I think you know there just are more visual artists than in in the region. And you know, one of the striking things about our region, we had uh, talked about maybe talking a little bit about this, you know, the push pull we have with New York and how um, you know New New York is this great um, source of inspiration, um, the vortex, the center of the international art world, but also people come to Fairfield County to uh, escape for a refuge, for quality of life, um, for um, the great communities that we have here. And I, they've been doing that for you know, well over 100 years. Uh, and there's been a long tradition, especially visual artists, but also writers coming out from New York to Fairfield County. And then after they've come out here, they discover they really love it and they uh, set, settle down. So, um, thank yeah. you. We're out of time, believe it or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was 30 minutes went by very quickly, and it's culturalalliancefc.org for any Correct. information. And I must say, it's such a supportive. It's 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 a comfort to know you're there. And you said you have 500 members. You know, whenever I email you, I mean, you email back very quick. Quickly, I don't want to. You know, spoil your uh, <laughs> open the door for some disappointment for anybody that doesn't get an instant answer. But no, you're very responsive and uh, you do a lot for us. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.